welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. I'm Elaine. And as usual, we've got a craft and a crime. Mm-hmm. And so as we record, we just got done with Mother's Day weekend. Oh, yeah. Just got done. <laughs> <laughs> like it was kind of a, oh, it was relaxing for yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, Kurt took off yesterday, Monday. So oh, yeah. it was a long weekend for me. It was nice. Yeah, it was, Even though we had... cleaned yesterday. Yeah. It looks so nice. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know. I woke up and I was like, holy shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> We rearranged like everything and it's like huge now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. Just moving the couch around Mm -hmm. and the table and uh, like out of that corner, it just makes it look like a whole lot bigger. Mm -hmm. A whole lot bigger. A whole lot bigger. (laughs) It does. I walked in and I was like, whoa, it's like a whole new house. When I brought Binks over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking over with the cat. But um, yeah, this weekend um, I had my family over on Saturday so I could do nothing on Sunday and my parents had been cleaning out like they're they're trying to I think they're gonna rent out one of their their beach house and um and so they've been going through paperwork and stuff and I think going through their storage so my mom brought over a bunch of like wine glasses champagne glasses (laughs) stuff and I'm like oh my gosh so I got to like get rid of some of my old stuff and Mm -hmm. and put in some newer nicer ones and then uh even though I only use like the same one every day (laughs) well not every day but you know what I mean like every time I come over here I use the same cup (laughs) yeah so I use the same glass anytime I get a, a glass of wine but um but yeah so and then she brought over a box of old school stuff oh yeah from like when I was in kindergarten yeah and same with my brothers there was like Christmas lists in there there was all kinds of stuff so yeah so my brothers came over and um we were kind of looking through it and laughing at some of the stuff but I waited to tell you about this so I have my from kindergarten (laughs) I'm pretty sure this could be first grade I don't know I got I don't know my years um my read aloud charts and I got awards for them and I'm wondering if Pizza Hut will still <laughs> accept <laughs> I have three pizza oh pizza award certificates for Pizza Hut from 1994 <laughs> precious I'm like Pizza Hut well yeah I, I think that's can I redeem first grade it? for us it was first grade okay yeah I couldn't remember um, oh, oh yeah, God, read aloud. I had to read it, it out loud. Okay, <laughs> d- is there an expiration? Look at the little Yeah, tag. there is. It what does says... it say? <laughs> oh my God. Nope, says, Amy. What? You're going to write to corporate. I know. Okay. You're totally going to. So <laughs> then my brother has um, like an award with an in and out coupon. <laughs> And so nice. he's like, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna go to headquarters and <laughs> bring it in and be Seriously. like, can I get my? Yeah, my yeah. They're gonna be like, yeah, it's good for a kid's cheeseburger. Here you go. <laughs> right. But still, I'm like, I have three. Oh my gosh, you have to. Yeah. From. Oh yeah, that is my first grade teacher. Yeah, Mrs. Berg. I love it. So, so I have three. It, yeah, it says um, final certificate is not valid after April first, nineteen ninety five. And then it says the certificate expires one month. The I have one from. It was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> from I have one from uh, September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. Cute. So and how all, did you get these? You actually like read a story. I, okay, or so something? like yeah, it's you have to like take it home. That's my mom's writing. Oh okay. And I yeah, so first grade that does make oh, sense. Oh, you're reading and to I the family. And I had to read it to my mom, and she would gotcha. write oh, I love like it. the book that I read but of oh. course I was an avid reader at that point and so it was like you only had to do 21 mm-hmm. I see your back of that one and 40. then it's like 40 <laughs> I was Love an overachiever super cute <laughs> and then okay so I found like a lot of really cute like journal prompts you know in like elementary school in like fourth grade or whatever yeah. so you have to like write I had written about my friend Lindsay growing <laughs> up and I sent her a picture of it it was so cute and um, you know, just how like she's my best friend. We did it, and um, but then I found a really funny one, and it was a report. I turned this in for school. Okay, it says my name and my my student number. You know, because we had like no. Did, were you assigned numbers in elementary school? Um, like I had like a school like ID seat- that no. Oh, like no. a seating chart, and like I was number eleven one year. No. And so it's like, anyways, 
So this is from April 30th, 1998. So this is like five days after my birthday. And we were on like tracks. So we would have like vacations, like random. So obviously, yeah, so obviously it was like right about your April vacation. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so here it is. Okay. This is me from 1998. <laughs> On my April vacation, I went to my mother's work. I watched the Magic School Bus, and I learned about the microbe gang. The microbe gang are the little tiny bug-looking things called bacteria. The bacteria bugs are tiny, and they eat the kinds of crumbs and gross things that you can't <laughs> see. I would like to know why you can't see them, so I asked my mom, and she said... <laughs> You need to pay more attention to what you watch because if you come to me and ask me something, <laughs> I'll just say that you need to figure things out on your own. <laughs> we were it. dying laughing and I was like, oh my gosh, I am my mother's daughter because I tell my kids that all the time yeah. where they're like, I don't, or, you know, they ask me if something If you were paying attention, school. I guarantee exactly. if you were paying attention, it's not a matter of like, I watched this and I'm having a heart. Like, you know, understand if you yeah. paid attention, so, yeah, they would have told you. <laughs> yeah. So my mom died laughing. We were all like, I had tears in my eyes. It was so funny. <laughs> And then, yeah, there was just a a lot of those funny things. And my brother, oh, I found like a picture that my brother got in trouble for drawing at school. (laughs) And it was like from a scene from Austin Powers or something. And I don't know. It was really funny. (laughs) So that was my Mother's Day weekend. I got to go through all my old school stuff. And yeah, my mom saved like all my homework from kindergarten. And so I was like, thanks, mom. (laughs) And I threw a bunch of it away. She was like, it's fine. Throw it away. And I was Do like, you okay. remember when you were just helping me pack up my apartment? Oh, yeah. There was like five folders oh, of just Lenore's her stuff, stuff. from yeah. kindergarten because right. I had a really hard time getting rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, no, you know, I'm going to I'll just I'll figure it out later. And I did. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. And of course, you keep some stuff. You keep like what you really remember, like what they were proud of. Mm-hmm. Valentine's, whatever. But yeah, I know it's hard. I had so many like and my mom took out some of the she was like, oh, I didn't realize this was like a Mother's Day thing. And so she like. <laughs> Like, oh, I'll, I'll set some of these aside. But I told her, I was like, oh, just so you know, I'm getting rid of a lot. And then, you know, my brother, Brad, he's uh, an extreme minimalist, mm-hmm. like extreme. Mm-hmm. And um, so I know he's not going to keep it. But he was talking about like a company that digitizes stuff like that. Like you send it in and they can digitize it. Yeah. So you just have like a file on your folder, uh, like a file folder on your computer. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was interesting. But then I was like, I need to really go through stuff. I have so much stuff from the kids, like in my yeah. in a file box under my bed that I need to go yeah, through. Yeah, it's best to just push it all away and then wait till you're not so emotionally attached exactly. to it. And then you're like, "Oh, come on now." I know. It was a rock taped to a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> or like what my daughter made me for um my birthday. She did like this little clay heart thing and it says, "I love mommy." And on the back it says, "My favorite child gave me this." <laughs> And so I keep it right here on my desk when I look at it when I do editing and stuff. (laughs) With your potions. Yeah. Oh, with my potion sheet. What is the purple? It's like sand or something. Oh, Tiny little like bottles. And one has um, like purple sand in it because purple is my favorite color. And then the other one, (laughs) she put like marigold flowers it looks really cute and my youngest my youngest calls them my potions i have to find an extra cork i'm sure i have one it's in the bottle oh it got pushed yeah she was like no it's in there and i'm like well it's (laughs) it's in there there." (laughs) they pushed it in so yeah well that was a little tangent but if you enjoyed uh, listening to us talk like this you can listen (laughs) to us on patreon and as of the day of recording it's like live so we just need to announce it so yeah, so listen to us at Patreon if you like to hear the little behind the scenes of our lives and us talking. And we have tons of plans for it. Oh, We're yeah. We're talking about it, like, all the time. Oh, I got plans for today. We're going to record one today. I already got some stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Fun. Anyway, so we'll move on to the craft. Ooh, that's okay. me. Yeah, that is you this <laughs> week because I am doing part two. So you got the craft again. Okay. So today... um. I am thinking of doing like a full segment eventually, not necessarily in order, about mm-hmm. colorants. I'm really, I mean, come on. Oh, color yeah. Color is color. Mm-hmm. And so today I'm going to talk about Tyrian purple. Oh my gosh. My mom was just talking about purple. And we were just talking about purple. Oh, we were. <laughs> but no, but about purple because she was saying, oh, you should cover like 
like colors okay sorry i didn't mean to <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> she was talking about the color purple and so Tyrian purple Tyrian purple okay as early as 1200 bc the phoenicians in tyr which is now modern day lebanon mm-hmm. were making Tyrian purple from several species of muricidae predatory sea snails also called murex snails <gasps> That's what you were saying. Something about the snails. What was it on TV? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it snails or? It it was something like that. And I remember because I was like, I totally know this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the Phoenicians were, they specialized in making this and they sold it and traded it to Greek and Rome. Mm -hmm. And they continued this process until the fall of Constantinople in 1453, excuse me, AD, where all of the purple makers, as they were called, Mm -hmm. were killed. Oh. It was so rare it was worth its weight in silver, and then it became worth triple its weight in gold Mm. very soon as it became really something sought after. Mm -hmm. Um. What happened, sumptuary laws in Roman court allowed senior magistrates, they were allowed to wear a white toga with Tyrian purple trim, and generals could wear a toga picta, which was solid purple and had gold thread celebrating their victory. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the reason why it became, it was only something that royalty at this time was allowed to yeah, wear it was something called a sumptuary law so Sumptu- sumptuous oh, I didn't know there was a law. yeah back then and um it became so strict in the end in fourth century a.d the sumptuary laws were only allowing the emperors to wear Tyrian mm. purple i think that's what my mom was telling me about how like it was so um special that only royalty mm-hmm. yeah could wear it and um this is so interesting it's weird because it kind of goes along the like how we were talking about the history of paper mm-hmm. so i'm thinking like what did he write this on <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um pliny the elder in 77 ad oh, wrote a book of natural history cool yeah. i'm like i know who explaining that is explaining <laughs> the life of the murex snail and how Tyrian purple was made and Ooh, so we're gonna cool. get into it okay. and i actually have um, in my sources will be a little link, though I didn't draw any information from that. I did look it up really quick mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure I could pronounce his name. But I'll have the whole link and it's so beautiful to read it. Ooh, okay. It's really fun. Yeah. Is Pliny the one that wrote about uh, Mount Vesuvius erupting? I'm Maybe. Or Pompeii? Is maybe. that Mount Vesuvius? It yeah, Pompeii. Me. Yeah, he was like yeah, a I think it is. at the time. Because so. I remember Troy learning that. There was, was also, a, 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 let me see. Pliny the Elder, and then oh. it was like Pliny the Young or something like that. Oh, so maybe so it was maybe, like somebody yeah, different. I'm, sure. I'm like, I know. And I'm like, maybe I don't. <laughs> I know, but he wrote, not. so he was a writer, so yes. Mm-hmm. You probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 12,000 snails yield no more than 1.4 grams. What? Grams. That's barely anything. Yeah. Um, And it could say that occasionally it could take in the I mean, we're talking tens of thousands to even come up with a tablespoon That's crazy. of this dye. Um, the snails were collected by hand. I mean, they did have fishermen, but the snails are very good at hiding. And mm-hmm. so it, they, they dove for them. And oh, they would just and this is like... Pull them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, before you could scuba. <laughs> just hold your breath. And yeah. um, they would die down and they would grab them and they would collect them crush them with a mallet or a rock or mm-hmm. whatever and there's different discrepancies between whether they were salted after this point or just immediately tossed in and so mm. they would crush it pull the snail out yeah i was like put it into the shell right it's from the body oh it's it is from, from the body yes. i was yep, thinking it's it was from a shell. it's from a gland oh it's from a gland near their booty Okay. And it was used as a lot of things. It was used as defense. It was used for um, an anti, it would secrete this coating over an anti, as an antimicrobial layer for mm. their little egg clusters. Oh, okay. And, um, so they crush it and then they take the bodies and they put it in a big giant vat of water and they have to cover it because it's extremely photosensitive and it oxidizes and if it oxidizes the tone will change including uv rays hitting it Mm. so imagine like gigantic half 
<laughs> bigger than half wine barrels, you know, but giant barrels mm-hmm. and full of rotting, fermenting snails. snails. But they're not like, it's not like snails. Like we, you know, it smells like rotting, disgusting fish. Well, yeah, because I was thinking it's mm-hmm. it's like a sea snail, exactly. not like it's a land like, snail. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've never had escargot. I don't want oh, to. Oh, I don't want to either. And so I'm not sure, but I... I don't know what the flavor Ugh. of that would be or if it, if it's similar to uh, shellfish, but this is rotten, nasty so, fish. So, like, bad low tide. Oh, yeah. And it was <laughs> so bad that the purple makers were, like, banished to the outskirts of the city to oh, work to keep because the, the scent smell. would still come in. Right. And Ugh. their hands would always smell Ew. like rotten fish. Like, Ew. they were – it was really sad. For as valued as it was, they it was they were, like, yeah. outcasted for it. That's so weird. Um. So it ferments for about 10 days, and there is something that is used in colorants um, called a mordant, which is still something we use now. We use vinegar mm-hmm. and um, like table salt, I think, when you stabilize dyes for like, if you're using like writ dye, you can oh, use vinegar yeah. and salt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, to stabilize mm-hmm. it. You can also use vinegar in your hair to stabilize hair color, and uh, it will smell like vinegar if it gets wet. <laughs> <laughs> so... They were able to test the pH by touch. They would dip their fingers, and if it was slimy, it meant that it was ready. And if it had, like, a rough, grainy texture, it meant that it was not ready, and they could try to ferment it longer, but it could go foul. Can you imagine ruining that? Ew. Could you imagine the cost and the waste and the time? Yeah. So, you know, that was not something. Oh, yeah. And now texture and smell. (laughs) It was also tested by taste. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> I like, don't know how like, they don't the say what the flavor is, but oh, lose. Yeah, I oh, can't God. even imagine. Ew. So if the batch was too acidic, it could burn the material. It could literally burn the wool, like, like oh, cook it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it was too basic, <laughs> ooh, <you're> basic, <laughs> basic. Um, it would actually felt the material. It's really hmm. strange. I'm now. I want to do this test with like make really rich baking soda and like shove wool in it and see because it supposedly would felt it. I was it. like, don't tell me you want to gather snails. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> so there's three different snails that make different colors, which is really interesting because hmm. there is no set in stone Tyrian purple, which is very interesting oh. because it's just a matter of the snail combination. Mm. So, which obviously they would take what they could get because they only had yeah. so much time. So, mm-hmm. the three different snails, which I'll have a picture, um, is Hexaplex trunculus, which made a very vivid violet blue color, mm-hmm. Bolinus brandaris, which was the most sought after. It was the color, and I quote, of clotted blood. Oh, so, so like really dark. Yeah, really dark with like a pinkish mm-hmm. cast. And then the bloodmouth snail, Stramonita hemostoma, was a reddish purple, a red-toned purple. Okay. No dye batch was ever identical. So if you're if you work with fiber arts, you know yep. there's a dye lot number mm-hmm. on the back. And if you're making a project, you'll see ladies going through or men, excuse me, mm-hmm. anybody's mm-hmm. digging through because they're matching those yep. numbers because they are not the same. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly how it was then. So there was no true test of time how long it would take. It Mm -hmm. took however long it took. It took however many dunks in that rotten slime juice. Uh And the magic. They pull it up. And as it oxidizes, it changes color. Oh, it's like color changing. (laughs) That's cool. But it all depended on everything. Every Mm -hmm. single thing went into account. Humidity, things like that. And so they would pull it out and wait and see what color it was. But... Every color was loved, but specific colors were the ones that were used for mm. royalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of, that's makes sense in the fact that it's so hard to make a lot of it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I missed that part. One of the interesting parts is that from that amount, that 1.4 grams, mm-hmm. you could only dye a piece of trim. By the way, oh my gosh, it was so only that's... enough to dye trim for like a garment. Mm-hmm. And Cleopatra was actually in love with the color, and she had most of her house painted, this her palace, you know, yeah. and her clothing. She would have pieces of it, and she mm. loved it. I and love purple. <laughs> it is a beautiful, 
Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I gotta look up this color, like yeah. this exact color. I, and I'll have pictures for everybody, okay. but yeah, we have to because it really is like um, in the couple videos I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have links to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of different things, and including you can watch a guy taste it, and I almost vomited. Oh, oh I was gosh. like gagging, and they had to turn it. Uh, I couldn't look. I, when you said the t- <laughs> when just the smell and the yeah. texture and got even me. he said like i don't know what it's supposed to taste like but it was so <laughs> oh my god it was Ew. unbelievable so one of the really really gross parts about the dyeing process was that the mordant that was used i totally skipped i got excited oh, okay the mordant that was used was pee <laughs> ew <laughs> yeah Ew. And they taste it. <laughs> no, oh. the mordant was used. Like what? The mordant was used with the dyeing process. So oh, okay. It was I was like, this is all being mixed yeah, in. The, and no, some again. ashes and pee was added in, oh, okay. in the batch of dye. Okay. <laughs> so, as humans do, uh, they nearly wiped him out. They were almost mm. completely oh, extinct. Yeah. And then the, when the fall of Constantinople happened, um, it was lost. Mm-hmm. It, the recipe, the 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 reason, you know, mm-hmm. times were changing. Royalty was changing. People were mad that only royalty could wear the purple. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things changed and the color had stopped being produced. And the snail population was was able to recover, oh, okay. but they were nearly extinct. And now oh, wow. because of global warming... It's really terrible, but they're super fragile to um, water temperature changes, uh-huh. as most sea life is. Mm-hmm. And so while there are makers that still do collect and make this color, mm-hmm. um, they have a very hard time because they're still diving by hand. And it'll go months and months and months without getting them sometimes or mm-hmm. they'll get a handful. And it mm-hmm. still is the same amount of yeah. snails. <laughs> you know? yeah. And the process is different in one of the makers in the videos I watched. Um he has a bit of a different process, which is really interesting, too, because it's just people pulling together what worked mm-hmm. who still make this. And um, so that's about that. But I have wow. some fun facts. Oh, yay. Fun fact, fun fact. Here's your fun fact. Where is that from? I don't know. I kept thinking about that all day today. It was um, a PBS show, I believe. I'm going to have to look mm. it up now. Probably a mattress school bus where they talked <laughs> about the microbe gang. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe I should have paid attention. I know. You really should have paid attention or figured it out yourself. <laughs> I mean, I was reading a lot of it. I should have. Remembered. Yeah. I oh, wait, know. no. The fun fact part was totally something different. Okay. Um, so Tyrian purple was actually mentioned in Homer's The Iliad and the Odyssey, as well as the Bible. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and so th- while I'm absolutely not making fun of this at all, it's just very interesting because supposedly Tyrian purple was discovered by the Phoenician god Melkart while walking along the seashore with his dog and the nymph Tyros. Hmm. So I'm thinking somebody stepped on the snail and the snail oh, so. because you can collect it by poking it. <laughs> but how can you catch it in the water? You yeah. know what I mean? And it, it's affected by the UV. Obviously there's light mm-hmm. in the ocean. They're not a deep sea snail. But yeah. So I'm guessing maybe he stepped on it and it like shot the stuff out and like oh, got on his all... robe and it made it purple. purple. Huh. Yeah. Um, so as sometimes it's mentioned in history divorce is such a really strange thing Mm -hmm. and sometimes it was granted and sometimes it wasn't and but back in the greek and roman times um you know women were actually revered a lot Mm -hmm. and so they were able to get granted a divorce immediately if their husbands became purple makers because they would smell so bad and the smell never went away yeah yeah isn't that funny could you imagine being so in love with someone you're like sorry you got to divorce you because you smell like slow tide because it's so bad all the time Yes, wow. which ties into another fun fact. The smell never came out of the clothing. What? <laughs> so if you have purple dye, There was a really good chance you smelled like rotten fish what? forever. Oh, I'm pulling the so, Yeah. So they just <laughs> smell. It just kind so of royalty was stinky. <laughs> ranked a little bit. Well, I mean, they would probably cover themselves in so many oils oh, and yeah, herbs and true. stuff. But, but yes, there was always a ripe smell. Of fishy grossness. So weird. Mm-hmm. And my last one, um, a lot of the time there is a complaint made when you don't have a lot of money and it was talking about you don't even have a pot to piss in. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because all the way up throughout time, including back then, just mm-hmm. like the rag bag, how I was talking about in my last episode, uh-huh. 
you would have a pot that the family would pee into and you would sell it to to dye makers. But also this was something that continued all the way up to the Great Depression. Oh, really? For tanneries. Oh, yeah. Because tanneries use, which now, as you know from tanning rabbits, Mm -hmm. you can use things like alum and different salts. Yeah. But one of the quickest things to alter the pH was urine. That is so weird. I'm so glad I don't have to use pee in my rabbit tanning. (laughs) Well, if times get real tough. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) That was so good. Yeah, that was one that like I only knew very little bit. Amazing, beautiful array of from like cornflower blue to Mm -hmm. Viking purple. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm looking at Jack's shirt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it was really cool. But gross. Mm hmm. The, yeah, everyone that can is watch the gross. video and the sources and gag along. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch it. There'll be a couple. Yeah. There'll okay. Be two videos and then wow. one cool um, thing from what? Fun with the guy's name. <laughs> Pliny. Pliny. Yeah. <laughs> well, put my notes away. That's so funny that like I was talking about my purple sand stuff and like I didn't once again we don't know each other's like craft or crime. Yeah. Um, until, you know, we talk about it. So, mm-hmm. wow. And it was funny because my sister suggested Tyrion Purple. And I was like, dang it. I was already going to do that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's we funny because I'm glad I didn't do it because my mom told me to do <laughs> Purple, just Purple Dye. But she was watching something that on TV. So, she was like, oh, that was interesting. And when I was telling her how, like, we were talking about, or you were talking about the extinct one. So, I'm like, I'll leave those to her. I'll do most of the ones that I do for now. But... He can borrow my list. <laughs> He's okay until I run out of ideas. Because <laughs> yeah. I got I got like a year's worth, and some of them are. And I'm doozies. the I'm the opposite, where I probably have a year's worth of crimes and like not so much of the. Crimes. I think I have like in my in my file pocket like twenty. Yeah, we're good for a year. Let's put it that way. We are totally perfect for everybody for about a year. Yeah, and then, and then we're, we're gonna just going to be ideas. working on some more stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll add to the list, but we're good. Unfortunately, we the crime list just doesn't end. No, it and sure doesn't. Yeah, but I have a little list of really cute little crafts for us to do that I think will be short and fun, mm-hmm. and we'll use our own chickens for their eggs. Yeah, I know because we we have chicken eggs that um. It's so funny because when I sold um. When I sold the what eighteen count of eggs to um the, Joe, yeah, um, the yard was, fence yeah, guy, the <laughs> the guy that fixed our fence, he was like, "Wow, how do you get them those colors?" <laughs> it's so cute, and I'm like, "My they husband come didn't out know that either. way." Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people don't, don't realize see like them. if you've only ever bought mm-hmm. eggs from the grocery store, you got brown and white. <laughs> yeah, and I have blue and. You know, dark, there's dark brown, there's green, there's like Oh my like gosh, all... someone in the chicken group we're in posted the most beautiful rose colored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her I know, chickens you like are all like the... heavy bloomers. I oh, love the yeah. pinks a lot. Yeah, we have the Ms. blue too. Miss Frizzle lays those like light pink, like pinkish, yeah. they're more cream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm like, I don't do anything <laughs> to the eggs to make them blue and brown and pink and they just come out Fancy. that way. <laughs> it's the bird, the chicken decides it, not me. <laughs> We should so, go get one of her chickens. I think she was selling them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We gotta stop. <laughs> we have a lot of because. chickens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. Okay. I'm sorry. We gotta come Take it down, down now. I gotta. I gotta think so I lot. know. <laughs> but it is okay. So my crime is a continuation, as I said last week. Um. So it's kind of like part two. Mm-hmm. And so the show that I was watching that after you listen to this, you could totally watch it. And it is really good. The Innocent Man on Netflix. And it covers um, the other case. There's there's interrogation um, mm-hmm. show, tapes shown on there. Um, so you can hear it directly from their mouths. Like last, you know, last week you can okay. hear Ron talking. And um, yeah. And uh, anyway, so today I am going to talk about Denise Haraway. On April 28th, 1984, at 8.30 p.m., Denise Haraway went missing from McNally's, or McAnally's, it's it's spelled weird, um, which is a quick stop on Highway 1. She was a work student in college and worked as a secretary and also as a clerk at McAnally's. <laughs> now, um, this is in Ada, Oklahoma, just oh, like last yeah, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
there was a witness at McNally's when she went missing, and this was Jean Welchel and his two nephews. They were about to go to a card game, and so they stopped by the quick stop to get cigarettes and um, some change. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jean saw a man and a woman come out of the quick stop and get into a pickup truck and leave. They then noticed that nobody was in the store when they went in. Mm-hmm. And they, like, thought it was really weird, so they called the police. Mm-hmm. And then when the police arrived, they could see that, like, the money drawer was open, no money in it, and obviously Denise wasn't there either. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. This is like a Seven Eleven Circle K yeah, type kinda, of store. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. okay. Just like a, a quick stop. Yeah. Okay. So. So, you can see pretty much everyone who's in the store. That's oh, what yeah, I'm wondering. It's, it's like small stores yeah, it's like small. that. Okay. So obviously this looked like a robbery mm-hmm. and then she was taken. So an APB was put out for a faded light blue pickup truck with the straight bed and gray primer spots on it. Mm. And then later that night, police went uh, to a store down the street called JP's Park to Go. And a clerk named Karen Wise reported a couple suspicious people that were in her store just a few hours earlier. Mm-hmm. She was actually able to give a composite sketch of the two men. And when police showed the sketch to their witness, Gene Welchel, he said it kind of looked like the guy that he saw. Mm-hmm. And so the sketches were then posted in a newspaper and the calls just started coming in. And one of the tips came- that came in claimed that one of the sketches looked like Billy Charlie. No. Billy Charlie. <laughs> Billy Charlie. So his alibi was that he was at home with his parents that night. And there were a few other calls and tips that suggested Tommy Ward had something to do with it. So, on October 12th, 1984, Tommy Ward was brought in for questioning, and of course he denied anything Mm -hmm. having to do with Denise's disappearance. Mm -hmm. But the police, like, really drill him for information, but he's like, no, I had nothing to do with it. And then, on October 18th, 1984, Tommy Ward was interrogated again at the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation in Oklahoma City by Deputy Inspector Rusty Featherstone. And special agent cool <laughs> yeah, Featherstone <laughs> and Special Agent Gary Rogers of the o- OSBI from Ada mm-hmm. and Captain Dennis Smith of the Ada Police Department Detective Division. Captain Dennis Smith also worked on last week's case as well. Wow, this and, is so crazy. Small town, though, yeah, so. it is a small town. And actually, something I forgot to mention last week was that <clears throat> after um, Captain Dennis Smith testified, I believe it was at um, Ron's trial. Um, he died of a heart attack the next day. So, no yeah. way. Yeah. So <laughs> what a bummer. Um. So it was at one of his appeals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Not obviously because he's working on this case mm-hmm. a couple years later. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Tommy, you know, was brought in for questioning, and he was like not new to police. He had run-ins with law enforcement in the past, and he was known for like drug use and alcohol use and so they gave him a polygraph test and he failed and Mm. then he was told like elaborate on these dreams that you were saying that you were having about Mm -hmm. the crime because he said he was like having nightmares about it obviously because he was being drilled about her murder oh my gosh you know days before and so he's having nightmares and so they're like elaborate on this and it's all recorded and so this is like right after the polygraph Mm -hmm. uh he said that he was at a keg party and then went driving with some friends. He said that Odell Titsworth and some other guys wanted to drive around and party after the party. Mm-hmm. And they stopped at McNally's. Tommy then says that Titsworth grabbed money out of the register and took Denise and then went to the pickup. And then they took her to the nearby power plant. He said that they were like, what is she wearing? And he was like, oh, it's a white shirt with like little blue flowers on it. And they were like, does it have buttons? And he was like, yeah, like it buttoned up. And mm-hmm. does it have any like ruffles or trim or whatever? He's like, yeah. Like, it, like so they were just like trying to get details, like uh-huh. trying to get him to be really specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he claims that Odell said that he was going to kill her. Tommy said that she was hollering for help and telling us to stop. Tommy then says he believes she died from being stabbed and said he stabbed her once up her side and down her arm. And during Tommy's interrogation, he claimed that he could see her ribs and the insides of her. And yeah. And Tommy said that she looked at him and said, Tommy, I didn't think you'd ever do something like this. Tommy then claimed that they took her body to an old shed, poured gasoline all over her body and lit it on fire and burned the old shed down with her body. Mm hmm. So officers actually went out to the area where the shed was, 
and the owner of the property so this is like late at night and they're going out there and they're looking around and they could see the remains of like a shed but you know they were looking for her remains and the owner comes out like hey what are you guys doing yeah and they say oh we're looking for any remains of denise that they you know told them basically what was happening Mm -hmm. he's like well you're not gonna find her here i burned that eyesore down two years ago oh so okay yeah so they were like okay so that's not what happened Mm -hmm. so in this interrogation tommy mentioned one other person carl fontenot Mm-hmm. So on October 19th, 1984, just one day after Tommy's confession, Carl was taken in for questioning. And they really lay into Carl, telling him that he needs to tell them, like, what happened. And so Carl kind of breaks down and says that they took Denise so that she wouldn't go to the police. And then he says that they had it all planned out. He said that their plan was to take her, rape her, then kill her and get rid of her body. So Carl says that before going to McNally's, they smoked some pot, got high, and drank. He also says Odell set everything up. He said Odell took Denise out of the store, took her to the truck, and then that Odell had a knife and stabbed her multiple times, first in the thigh, and then he began to rape her and threatened to cut her more if she didn't cooperate. Carl then claimed that she had cuts all over her body, on her sides, legs, side of the neck, and her stomach. So kind of like Tommy. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, one thing to know about Carl is, like, he, he had, he wasn't very intelligent, and he Mm -hmm. just, he had a lot that he was dealing with in his life, and he really liked to keep to himself and wasn't very, like, outspoken. Mm -hmm. Um, He had actually seen his mom get killed, and after Mm -hmm. that, he distances himself from people, but he was known to not be violent at all. Um, He had been beaten by his father as a child, and growing up. He had, like, dogs, cats, sheep, and other animals, and his father would have sex with those animals in front of Carl. Ew. Yeah, so he just had a horrible upbringing. So they kind of used that to link him to the crime, like, his, oh, he had an awful upbringing, a violent upbringing, yeah. whatever, and so they were saying, oh, he must have done it. Which sucks, because that does obviously not mean anything. hmm But even, you know, so with this information it just it doesn't rule him out as a suspect now that Mm -hmm. he's like confessing so their detectives are convinced that they have their suspects so police then go to arrest the other person that was mentioned during both men's interrogation odell titsworth when they go to arrest him at his house his mother is there and she informs police there's no way that he could have committed the crime because he was at home with a broken arm that the police had broken two days earlier oh snap and detectives obviously look into this and find hospital records to back this up <laughs> with the doctor's report saying that his humerus was broken and he was going to have to sleep in a chair for a couple of weeks while he healed oh, no. so therefore like he could not have physically committed right. this crime and so he's cleared as a suspect um so denise's oops sorry uh, denise's body still hadn't been found but a body does not need to be found in order to be charged with murder Corpus delecti means um, the body of the crime, um, and it basically means that the body doesn't have to be found to prove that a crime was committed. So both men were charged with Denise's murder. That's crazy. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. because that happened to Jerome Brudos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah. body of the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. The, the With the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a picture, and mm-hmm. that wasn't enough. I'm sorry. That's yeah, so interesting. But they didn't need her body because obviously she was missing something mm-hmm. must have happened to her so they're saying they obviously murdered her they could they confessed to it so yeah yeah they yeah were charged and um their charges were robbery kidnapping and murder bill peterson was the district attorney the same district attorney for the debbie sue carter case from last <laughs> week so during the child trial gene wenchel the guy that was at the um quick stop whatever i'm mm-hmm. just gonna call it a quick stop uh testified that he what he saw that night and then the lady that worked at the other store also testified to what she saw the one who was able to get the composite sketches mm-hmm. then a jailhouse snitch named terry holland oh, testified snap. yep the same jailhouse snitch that testified in the debbie sue carter case right. and once again <laughs> She overheard Tommy and Carl confessing to the crime, just like last week. She's just mm-hmm. got a good ear for hearing these jailhouse confessions. Right. 
So the best piece of evidence that the prosecution had was the confession tapes. So they're, they were played at trial. Mm-hmm. And of course, people in the courtroom were horrified by what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, the trial lasted two and a half weeks. And during that time, prosecutors were like really good at trying to piece together and tell the story of what they believed happened. Mm-hmm. Tommy was said to be the leader. And then Carl just followed along with the plan. And during closing statements, Assistant District Attorney Chris Ross said, I submit to you, Odell Titsworth was Tommy Ward, and he raped her first, and then Carl raped her. So all the blame was put on Tommy Mm -hmm. Ward, and the jury bought it. All 12 Mm -hmm. jurors unanimously found Tommy Ward guilty on all counts. And then on September 24th, 1985, Tommy Ward was convicted for Denise's murder and sentenced to life in prison. Carl was also found guilty of count all counts and sentenced to death. Dang. Then, just four months after Tommy and Carl were convicted, on January 20th, 1986, Denise Haraway's remains were found 30 miles away in Garrity, Oklahoma, in a pasture. Her remains were found, it was a year and a half after her disappearance. Yeah. Dental records confirmed it was her, and at autopsy, they found a gunshot wound to the back of the skull. So this was determined to be the cause of death, not mm-hmm. a stabbing. Stabbing. She was right. shot in the back of the head. <gasps> and red and white fabric and red earrings were found with her remains. She was not wearing that. Mm, so the fabric shows that she was likely wearing red and white, not the blue white button-up button up with frilly. the little blue flowers. Exactly. This is so sad. Mm-hmm. So in 1988... Carl was granted a new trial, and he was found guilty on all charges and was sentenced to death. Again, it was mm-hmm. just the same same sentence as before. And in 1989, Tommy was granted a new trial. At Tommy's second trial, he was then charged with killing her by shooting her in the head. So they changed it. Okay, so you shot her in the head. Uh, even though, okay. like, in his confession, he says that they stabbed her. Yeah. So Tommy Ward filed uh, an appeal for Brady violations because the threats... Denise was getting weren't included in the trial. She had been getting threats, calls that someone from a man that he was going to come to her work and wait outside for her. And so she didn't like working at night. She didn't want to. These were this was not included at all. Mm-hmm. And the lead investigator, detective, and the district attorney did not include all all the information that they had. And this is like unconstitutional. And the coerced uh, confessions were brought up the color of the blouse was like brought to um funny enough so coerced confessions the detectives had an idea of what she might have been wearing two months before these guys' confessions Mm. so they likely fed them the information of like what she was wearing oh and then it turns out it's not even what she was wearing and it was still wrong yeah and so the defense argued that tommy was fed this information by detective dennis smith um but the jury couldn't believe that he would confess to something that he did not do. So they found him guilty and he was sentenced to life. So, yeah, that's crazy. It is. It is so interesting to be like, how, how could you do that? But you just never know. You oh, never yeah. know how much it would take you personally mm-hmm. being harassed. Because, I mean, come on, look at us. With, like The kids are going to say something. Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? Like, fine. I, fine. Yeah. Fine. fine. Even just, though you absolutely face. Yeah. do not want them to have whatever or whatever. You just give up. Yeah. I could see how it would work. Because you're talking mm-hmm. days, probably not a lot of food, hours not a and, lot of water. Yeah. It's freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. It's just No, really, I know. When it's, I, um, it's so sad. When I worked on my master's, I had to write a report on um, coerced confessions. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot more than you think. Yeah. So... Um, so the Innocence Project requested a post-conviction relief for Carl Fontenot and uh, was denied in 2015. Mm-hmm. He then appealed to the federal court. And this case was looked into further and multiple other suspects, I'm sorry, suspects were mm-hmm. not looked into. Mm-hmm. There were over 800 pages of records, police and prosecutors, like, withheld. Out of those 800, only 146 pages were sent to the defense. Out of 800. They did not disclose everything. Yeah. Um, They found that Denise, like I said, didn't like working at night. Mm -hmm. She was getting those calls. That wasn't, you know, brought up. And so that shows there could be another suspect. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all of this that was withheld from the original trial was obviously brought up in appeal. So they're like, we need all this information brought Mm -hmm. up. Um, 
Billy Charlie was one of the suspects, and he looked a lot like one of the sketches. He also had a gray primer truck. And since he used his parents as an alibi, they stopped looking at him. Jim Bob Howard was another suspect. <laughs> Jim Bob. He looked a lot like the other sketch. I love all these Southern names. Mm-hmm. He had apparently said that he couldn't go back to Ada to see his sick mom because he killed a store clerk in Ada in a robbery gone wrong. But they didn't look into him. What? Yeah. Another. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, literally what happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, another suspect was Floyd DeGraw. He was a predator at the time. Ooh. And in Shamrock, Texas, he was picked up on rape and kidnap, uh, rape and kidnapping charge from Canyon, Texas. He had picked up a woman to give her a ride home and instead drove her into the woods, raped her, took all her clothes off, and then let her out and took off. And this happened on May 2nd, 1984, just days after Denise went missing. Mm. And then in his car were two IDs and purses from women in Ada, Oklahoma. And when he was interrogated and asked about Denise, he refused to talk. Um, He was convicted of the rape in Texas and then went back home to West Virginia where he raped and murdered a girl in 1994. And nobody followed up on him. So we, like, don't know who really did kill Denise. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we think about last week and this week, there are so many similarities between Denise Haraway's case and Debbie Sue Carter's case. Yeah. Both women actually lived on the same street. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And both cases had the same district attorney, Bill Peterson. Both cases involve confessions in the form of dreams. Mm. And both cases, as we know, had the same jailhouse snitch, Harry Holland. (laughs) And in both cases, all of the men convicted maintain their innocence. And as we know, the men from last week were exonerated based on DNA. Mm -hmm. In this case, there's no DNA to go off of. Mm -hmm. It's just her skeletal remains and the gunshot wounds and fabric. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot to help exonerate these men if they really didn't do it. Yeah. Which I think they were just coerced into confessing. Mm -hmm. Um. So, as I said last week, uh, John Grisham wrote a book called The Innocent Man, which involves crimes in Ada. Dennis Fritz from last week, who was exonerated, Mm -hmm. wrote a book called Journey Towards Justice. And then Robert Mayer wrote a book called The Dreams of Ada, a true story of murder obsession in a small town. And there was an interview with Bill Peterson, the uh, the district attorney. And Mm -hmm. it was like, so what do you think about all of these books being written about like wrongful convictions in in ada mm-hmm. and you know bad police work or whatever and right. he's just like he did not like it he's like i don't see the connection or whatever and huh. so he was actually so mad about john grisham's book that he tried to sue him but the case was thrown out i mean so, you can't sue for just talking about yeah you can't get factual. sued for telling the truth exactly as exactly. long as you're presenting the facts exactly at they, as they are with an unbiased opinion this just is what mm-hmm. it is yeah, literally just talking. You're facts. not like this guy is a piece of crap cop. You can't say that, mm-hmm. but he implied it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, freedom of speech. And that, yeah, exactly. And in that interview that I saw, Bill, uh, yeah, Bill Peterson mm-hmm. was just mad about it. And, and John Grisham <laughs> was basically like, yeah, sure, let's take it to court. Let's talk about the truth. Let's talk about it openly out mm-hmm. in public with mm-hmm. news and let's your try to local turn, people. Let's try to turn my book apart because all it is is facts. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it, it was thrown out, obviously. So um, Carl Fontenot, it's spelled Fontenot, but I think it's pronounced Fontenot. It was kind of said a couple different ways. He was released from prison in 2019. Remember, he had the death sentence yeah but he had appealed and um a judge ruled in his favor due the due to the coerced confection i'm sorry confessions Mm -hmm. and so he was released in 2019 Mm -hmm. and the fact that his low intelligence was used against him to get this coerced confession was like kind of a big playing factor it was like they totally fed him information Mm -hmm. and then in october 2022 so recently the district attorney decided to retry Carl Fontenot because he, remember he was released, mm-hmm. but I have not been able to see anything if they like set a date. So I don't know, like I couldn't find anything past October, 2022 about Carl Fontenot. Mm-hmm. And um, as of August, 2022, 
Tommy Ward's conviction was reinstated after his most recent appeal, and he remains in prison to this day. So, um, Carl's free as far totally as I could that see. Guy went to West Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> I think so because it's like uh, the fact that he had, you know, been convicted of rape, but then rape and murder, and he had mm-hmm. women's IDs and stuff. It very well could be him. Who knows? Um. But yeah, I, it's another one of those cases. Did they do it or did they not do it? Is it a coerced confession or did they actually do it? Mm -hmm. But the fact that just like last week in their confession, some of the facts don't line up. They never once talked Mm -hmm. about a gun. They talked about stabbing her and -hmm. then she's found with a gunshot. They never, if they really did confess, wouldn't they just say, oh, we shot her? Mm -hmm. So. And what I'm wondering too, was there any mention of like, uh like nicking from knives on the bones because the way they were describing the stabbings like i could see the inside that'd be a pretty horrific gesture that would like make marks no i don't believe any of that was found at autopsy so Mm -hmm. it's just really interesting that like they're saying it's very doubtful they stabbed her and yeah no i didn't see anything that was never brought Mm up yeah so i think she was probably just taken out and it was 30 miles away Mm-hmm. that her body was found so she was probably picked up taken far away in this pasture or whatever and murdered and yeah. um but yeah so we really don't know the absolute truth hopefully well you really don't know maybe terry holland can find another person to confess. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i'm like yeah i um someone was talking about i can't remember what book it was in um it was probably one of those um talking about how terry holland had a c-spot is what they called it and <laughs> c-spot she's got a a real good way of getting confessions out so c being confessions oh so yeah and it's like That's oh true. i'm sure she does i think it was just she had made some deals and mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into that but um yeah so that's um denise haraway's case How sad. yeah so um that's a two-parter told you they were connected that's crazy Mm -hmm. but i really do encourage everyone go watch the innocent man on netflix if you haven't already it's really good and i probably it um when i was taking notes on the case it was really hard because they were jumping back and forth between tommy and carl so i kind of had to figure out like who was who but based on their looks and Mm. i think i got it right and then (laughs) i was like going back on my notes i'm like no that was carl saying that and then i had to double check like a couple nights ago i was sitting up and trying to type up my notes and i'm like i i don't who is that one <laughs> like i had to see because on subtitles doesn't always say their name oh yeah so um so you should watch it's really good um their confessions cool. are really it's yeah if you know body language and stuff it's really interesting mm. but anyway so with that stay crafty and not cry me bye, bye.